Man, we are back for another episode of Monday Night Take, man. Super excited to be here tonight. Option Selling Masterclass, The Keys to Profitability. I got my co-host, T.R. Swain from Swain Solutions in the building. How you feeling? Oh, I'm good. I'm so excited about this topic. So let's get into it, Lawrence. Man, everyone last week was like, you know, T.R. asked great questions. That's what I hear every week. So he asked the questions. I give you the answers. Let's go, Vic. That's hundred. So I'm so excited. I'm, I'm actually live from Philly, visiting some family on the East Coast. So I'm so excited for this. For sure. So live from Philly, you're tapping in from Philly. Yes. Let's see, let's see where the other people are tapping in tonight from. Where you guys tapping in from tonight? Let's see in the chat where you guys tapping in from tonight. Y'all know me, man. ATL. But it is confirmed. August 28th, Monday Night Take is coming to Dallas. So yes. it is Confirmed. It is confirmed. It is confirmed. It is confirmed. So we are going to be putting out that information. You guys see that um, within the next uh, week here. So public service announcement. My Instagram is down at the moment. So I know a lot of people have been reaching out to me, um, you know, via email, you know, text message, etc., whatever. Yes, my Instagram is down. Um, we'll see when it comes back. Um, working with Meta platforms right now to see exactly when Instagram will be back online. So. We got Brooklyn in the house. So Brooklyn, 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 I will see you guys um, this Friday. So I'm coming to Brooklyn this Friday. I'll see you guys in Brooklyn. So, yep, getting right into it. So options selling masterclass, the keys to profitability. Let's kick this thing off, TR. All right, y'all. So you know I'm ready. I'm coming hot with these questions. So first, Lawrence, uh -huh. what exactly are options in the stock market and how do they differ from traditional stocks? Yeah, so... Um, options, the, the biggest thing that I want people to understand when it comes to options is leverage, right? When it comes to options, the biggest thing that you have on your side is your ability to be able to use options from a leverage standpoint. So when it comes to options trading, and I have my, you know, selling options masterclass um, right here on the board. When it comes to options trading, you know, you're able to take and leverage uh, the money that you have without actually owning the shares, right? And you're able to use that for your advantage. So you can buy a call option or you could buy a put option. Tonight, I'm teaching people about the selling option side, right? So buying a call is a bullish strategy. So you make money when the stock goes up, when you buy a call. You make money when the stock goes down, when you buy a put. Now I wanna get into talking about the selling options piece. The selling options piece, I think is something that's like there's there's a lot of advantageous things to the selling options piece. And I think that a lot of people knowing this particular strategy, this would do them really well in the long run. Well, this isn't a strategy that I'm going to talk about tonight. That I'm just thinking about, OK, you can do this tomorrow, next day, next week. Now nah, I'm thinking about you can do this consistently for the rest of your life. All right. Awesome. So that's dope. And check out Lawrence with this whiteboard. Y'all, he's teaching us tonight. OK, Professor Emerson is in session. So. Whiteboard, man. Y'all know when I go to the whiteboard, man, I need to see the fires in the chat. I need to see the fires in the chat. 
I need you guys to like, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And I need you to share it with five to 10 people right now. This, this is going to be a class that is a game changer. Let's continue to share this thing. Let's continue to push the viewership up. I need to see y'all fire this thing up tonight because I want everyone to just listen very closely. If you listen tonight and you take away this game plan and this blueprint, this is this is what this is what I say. This is a 30, 40 year blueprint, right? This isn't fast money. This if you follow this blueprint, this will set you up for success for the rest of your life. That's the importance of this class here tonight. CR, let's go. All right. Awesome. So, Lawrence, just from your perspective, are there any other differences between buying and selling options? Um, I would say, yes, there's some there, there's there's a lot of dramatic differences. The number one, um, the number one difference is sellers. And I write this on the board. Get paid first. How many people like to get paid first? I, I know, know I do. <laughs> How many people like to get paid first or AKA upfront? How many people like to get paid upfront? Let's see that in the chat. How many people like to get paid upfront? How many people like to get paid first? The number one difference from sellers and buyers of options is the sellers get paid upfront first. They get paid upfront. So that's the one of the number one differences that I like about selling options versus buying is you get paid upfront, right? Um, also, TR, we've talked about the Greeks before. Right. Right. What was one of the Greeks we talked about? Theta. Theta. I remember. Exactly. Okay. There you go. There she go. Okay. So theta, instead of theta being negative, theta is actually positive. Right. So instead of theta working against you, theta works with you as an option seller. That's the beauty of theta. So theta works with you. So those are the two main uh, things that really set the difference between those sellers and those buyers apart for sure. All right. Gotcha. So another question I have is, so why is selling options considered an advanced trading strategy? Okay. Let's get into it. Great question. All right. So sellers for all my, for all my people that are looking to be option sellers, why is it an advanced strategy? It's your I'm glad you asked that question because this is this isn't going to be like a you know a one word answer but TR you actually hold some magic keys to this question right you actually hold sellers right let's break this down let's break this down so sellers why is it considered an advanced strategy? So in order to sell an option, right, you can you can do it without it, but I would say that only to sell options with shares that you actually own, right? So you need at least 100 shares. 100 shares equals one contract that you can sell. So for every 100 shares that you own, that means you could sell one contract. So if you have 200, that means what? You can sell two. If you have 300, that means you can sell three. 400 shares of a company, that means you can sell four contracts, right? So it's an advanced strategy. And why did I say UTR specifically? One of the number one things when I get to this point, what happens is, is that people stop listening because now they start thinking, well, let's go to the calculator. Everyone pull your calculator out. One of the things that stops people and they start to think and they're like, well, I don't know if I can really do this. Like, I don't know if this is going to really make the most sense for me, right? Because they may be looking, let's take a stock right quick. Let's take, um, let's go ahead and take what company we're going to take. We're going to take, let's just take Nike real quick. We'll take Nike. Nike's $110. Okay. Right? So if we need a hundred shares of that, Nike's going to cost us about 
$11,000. So here's where you come in, TR, right? So Nike for 100 shares mm -hmm. is going to cost you about $11,000. Okay. Now, what happens is, is that people come into the mindset of, man, well, it's 11000 I don't know if I have that right now. Or you're talking about, you know, putting money into, you know, stocks and different things. My thing is, is like, yo, I want people to stop thinking about what they don't have and think about the resources they do have in front of themselves. Yeah. Right. It's very easy. It's a limited mindset. When I talked about this being something that I'm thinking about doing for right 30, 40 years, right? This isn't necessarily something I'm talking about quick money. So who cares about what you got right now? Yeah. It's about what you can do always in the future. That's really my mindset is like, you could talk all day about what you got going on right now, but let's, let's put you in a position to be able to get yourself to the point that you want to get to. Right. Yeah. And, there's some people, and there's some people that have it, but are like, yo, I don't understand the concept. So that's what we're here to talk about tonight. But this is why I said where you come in. Um, I had a, a real high intense conversation with people like, yo, let's take the gloves off tonight. Let's, you know, roll the sleeves up. Let me okay. take the gloves off tonight. Right. All of that. We know it's expensive as I don't know what to live right now here in America. Right. right? So I went to the whiteboard, which I'm going to go to the whiteboard. I'm going to show this in a second. Right. But could you talk about the importance of salary negotiations? People oh, pay for money. Yeah. More jobs. Right. Picking up an extra job. Yeah. Salary increase, changing a career field to get paid more. Right. Yeah. All of those things are different, are, are super important because everyone is worth. And to me, everyone on here right now is box office. Everyone on here should be getting paid big bucks. Oh, yeah. Everyone on here deserves to deserves more than what they have now. Exactly. Right? Everyone on here deserves that. And you got to really believe that and really have that stuck in your mind. Like, you know, that you're worth more than what you're at right now. You just know that, you know, you know what work you're putting in. So I, I want you to talk a little bit about that, putting the pride aside, what ways can really people leverage where they're at right now to, you know, put them in a position where now they can start to make more money. So before I even go further and people, I don't want no one to check out because some people are thinking, well, oh, this 11th out, this is that, this is that. But can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, we definitely can. And you actually touched on what it is. So when you guys are thinking about negotiating your salary, an organization that actually gives you even whether it's all of what you want or even partially, it shows that they value your aptitude, your skills and your time. And the one thing that I can't stress enough is like it's like it's always a saying where I like to say, like, never accept the first offer. You're not because. You're going to be leaving a lot of money on the table. And like the one main thing that I really can't stress enough is like in terms of like negotiating like your stocks. OK, so there's a saying that's called like restricted stocks units. And a lot of things that I would say, like a lot of my clients that are leveraging, that's basically money that they can take out and use to their advantage. OK, and the one thing that I will and I'm sorry, the one thing I can't stress enough is making sure that you're doing your research. So you have resources like salary.com, the U.S. Census Bureau and things of that nature. I, I would say I'm stressing this. Don't use Glassdoor because it's not valid, okay? It's not accurate. A lot of times it's kind of like when you leave your own apartment review, anyone could leave it. So you want to make sure that you're doing your research first, okay? And then also, even like, like before you even go into salary negotiations, you also have to confirm like, hey, like, do I have what it takes to do well in this role? Okay, do I meet all the qualifications? Because if you meet all the qualifications, yeah, you better be taking everything, okay? Now, what Lawrence is also saying is I would say, like, I mean, the easiest way that you can get more money is honestly getting a new job or you can also supplement your income 
in terms of you adding another job. But I would say that make sure you do your due diligence in terms of making sure there's not a conflict of interest and when you have enough time to do it. So I have a lot of clients right now that are working like two project management jobs at the same time because they can do it remotely. But in terms of creating that extra set of income, that is life changing. OK, and I'm going to say it again. That is life changing if you are able to get additional income. OK, because I would like I always recommend creating a mindset where if you get more money, still act like you have a smaller budget. OK, you should be saving and you should be investing. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So. Let's continue to fire this thing up, y'all. I need to see at least 300 cracked in the next five minutes here. Let's crack this thing over 300. Yeah. No one fall off. We're about to do a, a really big time example here. So, you know, let's break this down. Person, salary number one, 140,000. Salary number two, 66,000. We're going to break this down. And here's what a lot of people, right, are looking at, right? So we'll say salary number one. We'll get that number real quick. 12. Let's multiply that. All right, perfect. So, yeah, I got that right. You said this person got a rent or a mortgage of 31000 a year, right? So, pretty much the salary of 140000 right? You know, already 31000 of it went to, um, you know, and this is take home. We're talking about net income here, both of these net income after taxes. Gotcha. So, um, you know, rent and mortgage of twelve. <laughs> So boom, right here, 31,200, right? Then you're taking a look at, you know, car. We'll do 800. Because we know we're definitely up there times 12. We'll do that as well, too. We'll do the 800. If we take the 800 times the 12, it's going to be, that's going to be around 40 racks right there already. So the 40,000 was just taken off the board with just two different things. We just, I mean, honestly, we, we came to a car note and we didn't even factor in insurance. So we're oh, talking about 40,000 right there. And we haven't even, you know, we, we hadn't even gotten really much far, right? And let's say we'll total out everything else to, you know, after expenses, what's left over each year, we'll say it's $20,000, right? We'll say after those expenses, we'll do the same, we'll do a similar thing here here with salary two, we'll do the exact same thing. Keep it realistic because this is what's happening as well too. Right, don't forget to factor in groceries as well, right? Yeah, that's what I said, after all of these expenses, right. yeah, you know, after all of these expenses, the same car, we'll keep it right here, Yeah. right? Same car times 12, you're looking at now, after that, that's another 40,000 and we didn't even factor in anything else, right? So this person more than likely has, you know, we'll just say with this kind of lifestyle, right? no money to invest. Once we factor in everything else that comes with life that obviously we don't have space on here to fit in, no money to invest. This person was left with 20,000. Difference in salary of two different numbers. We know life is super expensive. This person probably has some expenses they probably shouldn't have. This person has some expenses, but that you could that you could might you might be able to say they shouldn't have. But to be completely honest with you, there's definitely some 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 expenses that you know you might just not be able to get away from, right? So the reality is is like you know 
Um, and someone said, what kind of car are they driving for $800 a month? Well, listen, you know, the average car note out there right now is right around that price. Yeah, so, it's over like 900. Yeah. yeah. So the average, so the average, you know, that's, you know, with interest, you know, so, you know, I, I, I tell people, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, what you're, what you're actually putting in to your investment portfolio, like it, it, it matters a whole lot too. And lifestyle, right? Everything, um, everything that that everything that you're that you're doing, it, it definitely does factor in. The biggest thing that I could say is having more money in the brokerage account is the super most important important thing, right? Having money in a in a brokerage account and putting more money into the brokerage account is super 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 important. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Um, you know, is is what I would say. Yeah. So go ahead. And I was just going to say, Lawrence, too, even to like piggyback on what you asked me earlier, like the advantages of having a second job is that that's kind of like your play money, right? You can invest in it, save that and all, because you're right. I think every day it seems like the cost of living is going up. And in yeah. terms of like, like that uh, person, um, like in, in the number two example, they could have daycare, even like what, like what you're saying, right? They can't get away from those expenses. And it's unfortunate. It really is. So it's important to think about, like I said, it's important to think about both, you know, both scenarios, you know, cutting back expenses where you can, right? Like I said, where you can, which is very minimal at this time, a lot of times, but things, you know, there's certain things that definitely you can minimize. So I agree. I definitely agree. Definitely. Yeah. And then we also had another question in, um, in this chat where they asked, can you use your 401k? Now, what I would say is if you are under like 59, understand that there are tax implications. You're going to be paying more on taxes, I mean, you could definitely dip into it, but just be mindful of like setting aside money in the future around tax time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I said, I work eight to four. I'm exhausted. The thought of second at my anxiety level. Listen, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this, man, you know, you know, pride got to be aside. You know, this isn't the this isn't the time that, um you know, that people should be prideful. This is the time where, you know, the job has just has to be done. Because you can't you can't do the same things expecting the, the same results, you know, um, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result isn't getting the job done. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, I got some more things and sometimes I pause because I try to be, you know, mindful of certain things that I'm saying. But the reality is, is that you can't continue to expect a certain result, but there's certain work that isn't being done. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people are trading weekly options and don't understand the risk, the inherent risk that comes with it. When you're trading a weekly option, I'm about to next show you, we're about to go ahead, I'm about to next show you why you don't want to trade a weekly option because sellers capitalize and how you can capitalize. We got to do what we got to do. Two jobs is worth it. We got to bet on us. I'm betting on me and I'm ready to execute. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I love that. Y'all can also consider contract work. Where it honestly is like a shorter amount of time, but you will get paid a lot more money. And sometimes they do come with benefits as well. I have clients that are doing it and they get paid weekly. So there are definitely options. So start to leverage staffing firms. Yeah. There are over 30,000 in the United States alone. So if you have any support with that, I'll gladly shoot over the list For to sure. you guys. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. So a seller right here. So a seller of an option. They sell, a, they sell an option on Nike, right? Nike share price. At the time when the option was sold was $110. They sold the 115 call option and they collected $225 worth of premium. So $225 worth of premium for one week. How many weeks are in a month? There's four weeks, right? 
So let's say this person was able to do this, you know, three times, right? Three times within, um, you know, a month, right? So you go ahead and take that 225, you multiply that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you multiply that by, by three, you should come out with about 675, right? You come out with this 675, this is your take home. So you did it three out of the four weeks, you sold three call options each week, and each time, each time particularly, the option expired out the money and you were able to keep all the premium. So now you just literally now created $675 from an $11,000 investment in one month. This is definitely possible with selling options. Every 100 shares is considered like one door of real estate, right? So every 100 shares is considered one door of real estate when it comes to um, the stock market. So some people are going to ask about, okay, well, what are the risks? Well, let's say, for example, this stock that is was at 110 ended up going and moving towards 117, right? Let's say it moved towards 117 and you sold the 115. Once again, this is a, what I would say, this is a 30 40 year this is the rest of your life to the day you die like you're going to be 80 years old and, and, and i mean this you're going to be 80 years old you're going to be pressing a button you're going to get paid every week <laughs> that's the goal of this particular type trade when you can't walk no more you're going to be telling your great grandkids to press a button to print money this is exactly the type of strategy that we're talking about so for me, if the stock goes above the strike price and it's at 117 for one, that means that the shares that I earned that I bought are now went from 11,000 to 11,700. So the option that you collected probably at least I would say we'll say for this example went from two, $225, we'll say it went up about 100%, right? $7 move, we'll say it went up 100%. So even with the stock it went up $700, you would have then lost because you collected 225, you would have actually lost 225, right from this particular trade, negative 225. But your stock went up and you're up $700. So you take the 700 and minus the 700, take the 700 and minus, excuse me, the 225. You're still up 475. You can then sell another option the next week. Okay, you lost this week. Cool. We know that's part of the process. You're still, your goal is to continue to hold the shares, right? Your goal is to continue to hold the shares. The next week you come out, you sell an option for $350. So already, once again, what did I say? You get paid up front. So you collect, as soon as you close this one, right? And you took the 225 hit, you can sell another option and you collected 350. Once again, you get paid up front. Anytime you sell an option, the money immediately comes to your brokerage account. So you sell an option, the money immediately comes to your brokerage account. So yes, this next week you sold an option for 350. You law you now caught this this option expired worthless. You lost 225 the week before. How much money are you up after 2 weeks? 125 dollars on your selling option. Then the next week you sell another 350 dollars worth of an option. It expires worthless. How much are you up? 475. Now, beautiful. Now you're up 475 and your stock will say now it's 
came back down to 115. So now your shares are at 11,500. And you can keep doing this over and over and over again, right? Obviously, I don't, you can keep doing this over and over. There's going to be times where you're going to take a loss potentially on an option that you sold, right? But by doing this, you now leveraged your shares that you own. You now leveraged your shares that you own. You were going to hold this position for 5, 10, 15 years anyway. Now, the only way for you to be able to get a return from your investment is to do what? For you to sell it. You have to actually sell shares. This, I'm showing you how you can turn that asset that you have your money actually in, right? You're going to need, you're, you're going to actually need right here, right? What I'll tell people is you're now using this to pull money from the stock without selling it, without selling it. You're pulling money from the stock without selling it. So now this is an example of what you can do. The purpose of why I'm showing this on a weekly side, right? You can sell options two weeks out, three weeks out. You could sell them, hell, you could sell it three months out. You could sell it a year out. You could. Now, the longer you sell them, the more risk that comes with it. That's why ideally you selling an option that expires within a week or two gives you a little bit more of an advantage than you selling an option for six months. Because now you're giving the stock six months to move $5, which that's way more likely, right, to happen in six months, a stock moves $5. Wouldn't you think that, TR? In six months, don't you think a stock would move $5? I would hope so, yes. <laughs> okay, exactly. But if we're talking about a week, you know that it's less likely that it right. could move $5 in a week than right. six months. Right. So it comes with more inherent risk to sell them out farther. I personally would never sell an option more than three weeks. That's my opinion. I want to give people as least time as possible because what did we say was working for us? We said theta. So let me say this. All the people who buy weekly options, this is why I tell you don't buy weekly options because when you buy weekly options, you play into the plan of the seller. The seller is able to collect this premium up front and theta is positive. So theta is working with you, right? When you're an option seller, when you're an options buyer, theta works against you. So I don't doubt in my mind, and I'll say this very clearly, I don't doubt in my mind that everyone on here is capable of putting up enough, of putting up enough money, right? Actually in your, in your account long-term to be able to like, we're talking about, this is something I, this is something I'm talking about doing. This ain't just this year plan next year plan. We're talking about doing this for the rest of your life. So if you're 23, we're talking about you you mm -hmm. doing this at 30, 33. You're 33, we're talking about you doing this at 43. So the comments about, well, I don't have this many shares right now, I, this and that, I don't want to hear none of that. Like, it's not about what you have right now. It's about what we're going to do in the future, what we're going to continue to do, right? So like that's that's the, that's the point of, you know, really yeah. uh, sharing this particular thing because this is what can help you help you really in the long run, right? This is what can help you in the long run. The biggest risk, like I said, with this is when a stock goes up, you know, significantly, right? Let's say a stock goes up that you sold an option on, you'll have to buy back the option, right? But at the end of the day, your shares are going to be going up too. And this, like I said, even if you take a loss on the sell option side, mm -hmm. to sell another option, right. that's part of it. Like, so this is really like when we talk about, and this also, the biggest thing that happens here is for all the people that are thinking, well, if I put my money into a stock, when can I pull it out? A lot of people are like, well, I want to take my money out of a stock. I got 60000 in Tesla and I want to sell my shares. 
I'm showing you a strategy to where you will not have, if you really believe in Tesla long-term and you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I don't know what I want to do. Do I want to take my money out of Tesla? I believe in the long-term, but I want to, I'm showing you how you make Tesla work for you. I'm just using this example. Tesla now works for you, right? All of the stocks that you own are now assets, not just from the standpoint of you're making money when their share prices increase, but now you're making money when their, when their stock prices are trading sideways. And they're trading sideways for three weeks, three months, and they're not going nowhere, right? For that period of time, or the stock is dropping and you're now able to make capital, not just from buying a put, but now you're also selling a call or vice versa. We didn't even get into the cash secure put side, which I'll get into next, right? So yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, hold on, Lawrence, before you continue, we have one question in the chat. So it says, can you sell multiple options with 100 shares owned? Or would you need 100 shares for every option sold? Yeah, 100 shares for every every option sold. Okay. Dinner. Yep. All right, perfect. Go, go ahead, bro. Yeah, I see a lot of comments in the in the in the chat. You know, listen. You know, you you know, I, I see a lot of comments. Unlimited loss. You know, this and that. Listen, that is what I said once again. You know, when you talk about selling an option, it's super, super, super important for people to understand there's risk with any trade, right? There's risk with any trade. I'm just going to say this right now. There's risk with any trade. People are, you know, you know, saying, you know, with selling an option, the unlimited loss. Listen, the weekly options ain't been cutting it for, for a lot of people. So my thing is like, at the end of the day, I'm saying you have the asset. I would only sell options on an asset that I actually have or would have the cash for. And that's the cash secure put side, which we'll get into. People are asking, is it best to keep money in, in it? Like you need to talk to a CPA with that. Uh, particularly we're not you know we're not um as far as as far as where you should keep your money at we can't tell you that um what happens if the stock is below your purchase price is it still beneficial to sell options correct yeah it's beneficial to sell options even if the stock is below your purchase price that's exactly terrell asked a great question that's exactly why you would want to sell an option because let's say for example a stock like tesla we'll just say for example you bought tesla at 290 then I think today it closed at 251. That means you would be down about thirty uh, about thirty nine hundred dollars, right? You would be down about thirty nine hundred dollars. So as a stock, um, as a stock comes down, you selling an options contract now. If you collected, you know, let's say that stock like Tesla just did, it's fell that over the past three weeks. Every single week, if you were selling an out the money call. $700 here, $500 here, $700 here, $500 here. Do the math. 700 times two, 1400. 500 times two, that's a thousand. If you was down 3,900 on your shares, but you collected $2,400 in premium, how much money are you actually down? You're actually down 1500. So yes, you would exactly want to do that. So if you did that over the past four weeks and the stock was falling and you're down on your shares, right? You're going to be down $3,900 on your shares value. If you collected $2,400 worth of premium that expired worthless, that just mitigated some of your risk. Now you're only down 1500. So you collected that money, even though the stock fell and it's lower than your purchase price, you're now you're you're now on the up and up. Now let's check this. Let's say now Tesla goes back from 251 to 290. And let's say you didn't sell another option. It now went from 251 to 290, right? 251 to 290. You're now back at even. Oh, you thought you were back at even. You're not. You're up $2,400 because the stock 
you were selling options. Once again, I, I said, even if you didn't sell another option there, right? At that point, the stock went from 251 to back to 290, where the original price you bought it at. The shares that you own, right? are now back to their even purchase price. But you collected $2,400 worth of premium while the stock was down. So now you have $2,400 extra that you created from the stock, even when it was falling, right? And it helps you mitigate your risk. Now let's say Tesla went from $251, let's say it dropped to $221. So it fell and your, your premium lost another, right, $3,000 on your, on your shares. In total, you're going to be down on your shares now about $6,900. And let's say that happened over a course of another month. And let's say you collected $500 worth of premium here, $600 worth of premium here, $700 worth of premium here, and $500 worth of premium there. So you collected 500, 500, that's 1,000, 600, 700, that's 2,300, right? Plus the 2,400 that you already collected. That's a total of 4,700, right? That's a total of 4,700. Like I said before, you were down 6,900 if the stock fell from 290 to 221, but you collected a total of $4,700 worth of premium. Now, technically, yes, you're down about $6,900 on your shares, but now you are actually really technically, we're going to be technical, only down $2,200. And now you've been working your capital up on the side. You've been working your extra jobs. You, you've now been able to uh, actually go ahead and now have more capital. You've understand and you like Tesla over the next five, 10 years. And you say, you know what? At $221, I want to purchase another 100 shares. And now what you do is what we take it to the board. Whiteboard, whiteboard, whiteboard. We're going to take it to the board. Now, here's where we talk about selling a cash secure put. This is another way for you to sell an option and get paid for it, right? Now, I don't want this to go over anybody's head and I want everyone to follow me, right? This is just an example. So <clears throat> we're going to put the example on the board. Tesla, your original purchase price of Tesla was 290. This is just an example. The current price in this example is 200 and $21. This person had cash on the side. And so they were down, they had this sitting in their account. This is what this is what it looked like from a shares perspective. They was down $6900, right? Cash collected from call selling was $4700. So in total right now, they're down really about $2200, right? So they have cash on the side to be able to buy more Tesla shares. They decided, yo, Tesla, I want to be, you know, I want to be in Tesla at, you know, at this price. I, I like it. I want to buy more. I'm investing in this for the next five, 10 years. I'm not just thinking about today. I know it dropped 70 bucks. It had a bad earnings report. Elon bought Twitter. All types of stuff has, has happened, right? It's just been a rough quarter. We know that can happen in the market. Storms come all the time, right? And so, boom, the stock came from 290 to 221, but the business didn't change. The business hasn't changed at all. But I understand that this is a discount. I had cash on the side. Now, boom, this cash on the side that I want to use, I now want to get paid. I'm now going to show you how you can get paid to now buy this stock at 221. So now you can sell what is called a cash secure put. So the current price is 221. Now let's say you sell a cash secure put with a 212.5 put, right? And you sell that maybe three weeks out. 
And this put cost the buyer about $1,100. But for you, right? For you, you're the seller. So you collect $1,100. So what is actually happening here? So what, what, how does this put actually get exercised? What's the way that I get exercised? Well, let's say the, the current stock price drops because you had a cash on the side in the brokerage account. But let's say that current stock price dips, right? To, we'll say 209. It's now at 209. So you now have to buy the shares at 212.5, right? 212.50, right? So technically you're going to be down, right? If you have to buy it at 212.5, that means you're buying it and this is your buy-in price right here, 21,000, right? That you're gonna have to spend $250 that you're gonna have to spend to purchase these 100 shares, $21,250. But the stock is at 209. You got paid, right? It's If we're gonna be technical, you're down, you know, you're gonna be down right here, uh, right there about 300, um, actually, yeah, about $350, right? $350, but you sold an option contract and you collected $1,100. How much money are you technically down, right? On, on these particular shares that you just, that you just had, right? 1,100 minus that 350. Hold the questions, please. A lot of people are asking questions, but you're not waiting until I'm finished. A lot of the questions are going to be answered. You're going to confuse yourself if you're trying to ask questions while, while I'm explaining this. Just hold your questions. So you have 1,000, 1,100, right? Minus that 350 right there. That's 750, right? So you're still up now. You're still up. Even though the stock is lower, you got assigned at a 212.50. Someone's going to say, well, man, I could have just bought it at 209. Yo, I'm showing you how you can get paid. You can get paid to buy and invest into the companies you want. Now, here's the next thing. TR, you now own 100 shares. Yes. More, right? You yeah. already own 100. So what happens to this? If you now own 100 shares of Tesla at 290, and then you also own 100 shares of, of Tesla at 212, what's going to happen? That your average cost is going to come down, yeah. right? Yep. Your average cost is going to come down to about 251. And now you have 200 shares, which means you can now sell up to two contracts a piece each, potentially each week. You may not sell two contracts every week, but you have the potential to, right? Yeah. So now the stock has came down that you have your average cost. It's now down to your average cost and now down to 251. And then guess what? You're selling more calls. Yeah. Right? You're, selling, you're selling more calls, right? And then now, you let's say you collect, we'll be modest and say you collect another $4,000. Mm-hmm. Selling call options, right? Four thousand dollars of selling call options, right? And that's going to take now. If that stock now that stock Tesla over the next one year goes back to two ninety, but your average cost was at two fifty one. Your average cost was at two fifty one. Now, when you bought those hundred shares, but you now added, we'll just be modest. Mm -hmm. 
$4,000 worth of premium, right? Let's take that negative 2,000 number, negative 2,200, add that. That's going to now, if you add it, that's going to bring you to about a positive $1,800. Gotcha. Right? I see it. Positive $1,800. Now I want you to do that. That That's got you to a positive $1,800. Then I want you to do the math of where you're going to be at as well when you take 39, right? Do mm -hmm. 39 times 200. 39 times 200. All right, that's 7,800. Okay. So 7,800 plus 1,800. That should be $9,600. Yep. $9,600. And I was modest with the 1,800, right? I was modest with the 1,800. But a stock that you originally bought at 290 just goes back to the original price. And because you sold options, right and also um you know also you know because you sold options and because you bought more shares you averaged down you now have made 900 i mean nine thousand six hundred dollars and the stock never left its original stock price that you bought it at all right pause y'all do y'all understand what's going on professor panther is teaching us tonight though that's so dope that's awesome i mean now i'll take the questions because i think that a lot of the questions that was coming in, people weren't allowing me to finish. And so they're asking questions that you probably have now been answered. Now we'll take the questions. And actually, like, Lawrence, you actually answered one of my questions that I had in terms of like, how does the concept of assignment work in option selling? So you already answered that. Mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. This example. Someone said 30 contracts. I, I ain't say nothing about 30 contracts. <laughs> I don't think you are listening. I said two contracts. This was an example with Tesla, right? Um, you know, you you know, this was an example. I use Tesla. You can do this with smaller companies. You could do this with a Roku, right? You could do this with, you know, you could do this with AMD, right? You can do this with any most most of these tickers. You could do this with a Boeing. You could do this with, you know, a JP Morgan. You could do this with Amazon. You could do this with Google. You could do this with companies that you're looking at long longer term. You could do this with a with a snowflake, right? So yeah. yeah. Go um any let's keep the questions pertain to the topic tonight. Um, do you well, lose the 100 shares if the stock price goes against you? You only lose the stock, you only lose the 100 shares if you don't buy the option back if it goes in the money on expiration date. That's the only way you're going to lose the 100 shares. What I always what I always say is, hey, you know, if you have to buy the options back, back, you know, you have to buy the options back, you know, because the thing is this is a longer term play. So I don't care if I, one week I have to buy the options back, you know, it, mm -hmm. you know, the bell on it. But the goal is like I said, this is not something that we plan on just doing for a month. It's yeah. consistently doing this. So if we take a loss on selling an option, you know, a week and then, you know, a week here, a week there, it's part of the process. Mm -hmm. All right. So I got another question for you. So how do traders go about selecting the right strike price? Mm -hmm. So that's the same thing with uh, mm -hmm. buying a call or buying a put. You're still going to need to use technical analysis with this, too, to be able to see, you know, what's your, you know, when you're like for a week, a week that you may believe the market is coming down, you're identifying that the stock is getting ready to drop. Yeah. A week that you will want to sell a call. Hence, there were certain stocks that have dropped over the past few weeks 
I use Tesla because Tesla was a good example. It's dropped over the past couple of weeks. Um, and by you selling a call option, that is a bearish strategy. So someone would go about picking their strike using the same technical technical analysis that we've shown before gotcha. of seeing where they expect price to be at by that given week. So yeah. Okay. And that's the importance of keeping your options that you're selling within a week or two, you know, because you're not looking to, you talking about if you, you're going to predict the, the exact price of where a stock's going to be at six months from now, not saying it couldn't happen, but boy, you better be, you better be really on point. You get what I'm saying? To be selling an option six months out. Yes, you'll get paid a higher premium, but it comes with more risk. Because the question I asked you earlier, TR, right? How likely is that a stock is going to move $5 within six months? Yeah, that's more than likely. Yeah. yeah more than likely. Mm -hmm. How likely is a stock going to move $5 within one week? Um, less likely, less, less, yeah. likely, less yeah. likely than, you know, six, six months. months. Yeah. So listen, so I'm seeing a lot of questions about liquidity. So can you, I, I guess, like start to elaborate that for our audience? Yeah. Um. So- Here's what I say, right? Uh, when it comes to you selling options, right? Um, you selling options from a liquidity standpoint, you the when options are priced more expensive, you as the seller, you get paid more. So times during earnings, right? When earnings season is coming, right? You'll get paid more from a premium standpoint to sell an option when earnings is getting ready to happen. Um, selling options during earnings is super risky, just like buying options during earnings is super risky. So the same thing. Um, so yeah, like you'll get a lot of times you'll, um, you know, the more the demand that there is uh, for a particular stock, the higher the premiums go. We'll use NVIDIA, for example. I think NVIDIA premiums are like three, $4,000 now, like for a week or two out, right? Whereas, you know, six months ago, NVIDIA options were about a thousand bucks. There's been more demand, um, you know, obviously the stock has made the move that it is. So the options become more expensive. Yeah. Okay. But thank you. Well. All right. Awesome. So I'll see another question in the chat. So it says, if I have $20,000 cash, do you prefer to sell cash secure puts until you're assigned the shares? Yeah, I think that's if you have cash that you want to use to buy a stock, a cash secure put is a great way. Because if you know that you had money to buy, you wanted to buy a certain stock, why not get paid for it? So yeah, cash secure put is a great way to get to get paid to uh, buy a stock that you want to buy. And then you could sell calls on that company, right? Then you could sell calls, you know, on that company once you own the 100 shares. So I look at selling a cash secure put as like a coupon. If I know I wanted to buy a stock that's going to cost 20000 but I can sell a put and if I get assigned to it, I get, you know, and I can collect the thousand dollars. That just means I paid 19,000. So that's what I look like. That's what I look at it. So, yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So, you know, I got another question for y'all. Well, really you um, to answer for the audience. So I want to know, so how does the process of rolling option positions work? When might traders consider using that strategy? For me, I mean, you know, if you want more time, Mm -hmm. You can roll the option. For me, I don't roll options though. Um, that's just me. Um, that's just my my particular thing. I don't I don't roll options. But if you want more time, then that would be a strategy that you would want to employ. Um, so yeah, not a bad one. Like I said, it's just something I don't do. So okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. And also, though, so I see like a question in the chat. No, I'm not skipping your questions. It's just a lot coming in. So I'm making sure we can get to as many as we can. And then if not, feel free to shoot us a DM. We'll make sure we get you that answer. <laughs> well. All right. Awesome. So, all right. So another question I have is, can you elaborate on the concept of premium and options? Because I did see a few questions about that too and how it factors into option selling. Who who asked that? Uh, who asked that question? 
Oh, no, no, no. That was me. But I, I saw a few people like inquiring about um, premiums with option selling. Um, so, yeah, premium is just the cost that the, the money that you're collecting. So for options buyer, they're paying a premium. A seller is collecting the premium. So that's that's it. You know, if, a, if an option is seven hundred dollars, the option seller is going to collect seven hundred dollars worth of premium. That's that's what that means. That premium word. If you hear that premium, that's what someone that's what someone means. I know it's a lot of terminology. Yes. But we're getting there. Yes. So yeah. all right, here's another dope question. So what is the leading criteria for selecting stocks to sell options on? Is it only stocks you want to hold long term? Um, I mean, for me, that's what I would mm -hmm. say um stocks that you want to hold long term um longer term investments because you're if you're going to have you know even if let's say you might be i mean i that's just my that's my investment philosophy right i'm holding a, a investment long term i want to get paid from it if you're someone that's holding maybe a, a few hundred shares of a company because you're you're just trading it for a short time or whatever you could still do that um but yeah i mean that's 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 my thing like i mean anything that i'm invested in long term I should always utilize this as an asset to be able to sell, whether I'm invested in CrowdStrike, Snowflake, the Trade Desk, Unity, where I'm just throwing out different names, whatever companies you may be invested in long term, this is a strategy that you can use. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Awesome. So here's another one. So do you prefer more volatile or slower moving stocks just from like, from like from your perspective? So here's the thing. More volatile means more payments. Yep. Ford isn't going to pay you jack nothing. I see Ford in the chat a lot. Ford isn't going to really pay you anything because it doesn't move for the most part. So the more volatile, the more likely you're going to get paid, right? So I think it's a mixture of both. Um, something like Apple doesn't move as much, but, you know, as fast, you know what I mean? Doesn't move as fast. You can still get paid something nice from it. Something highly volatile like an NVIDIA or a Tesla is going to pay you more, right? But it does come with more risk right? Um, because, you know, it's more volatile. So more volatility, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to get paid. My, my whole thing is no matter what, if I own something long-term, I should be leveraging the selling options aspect of it. It doesn't make sense not to. Why would I be holding something long-term and the only, th only thing I can do is sell my shares to get money from it? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So whatever I'm holding long term, I should be utilizing a selling option strategy. It doesn't make sense not to. It's like you're just leaving money on the table at that point. And I'm not saying you got to do this every single week. I'm just I'm saying you could do this two times a month, three times a month. But why would you leave money on the table? It doesn't make sense. That's just the reality for me. All right. Let's see. All right. So we still have a few more. All right. So. All right. Oh, here's a good one. So this is from Malik. He asked actually a lot of questions, which is dope. Man, you, are, you, got some, you got some fans in the chat, man. Oh, I do. No, but I'm proud of everyone. Y'all killing this. So I want to know. Oh, my gosh. I just lost it. Hold on. Give me a couple seconds, y'all. Oh, here it is. So what is the leading criteria for selecting stocks to sell options on? Is it only stocks you want to hold long term? Did I already ask that? Yeah, you asked that one. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I saw another one. Okay, oh, here's another one. What? Oh, wait, no, that's the same one. Sorry, a lot of people are asking about that criteria. Uh, let's see. I want to make sure I'm not missing anyone's questions. All right, let's see. Oh, no, actually, no, it's a lot. It's a lot I'm scrolling through. Okay. No, actually, it looks like, no, it looks like we got through a majority of them, so we should be straight then. Okay. All right. Oh, I see the comments now. What you talking about? <laughs> hey, man. Let's keep it respectful on here for my sister, man. I don't want to have to beat none of y'all up. But, uh, 
you know, do you consider ATR average true range? Uh, great question from uh, Sonia on Tiny. Um, yeah, I mean, ATR, the average true range, you definitely consider it um, from a standpoint of selling options. But that really coincides as well with technicals. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that coincides. So, yeah, ATR definitely want to can definitely um definitely want to consider it all right awesome so lauren so do you i guess like like can you re i guess refer to any like other youtube videos books or other resources for people that want to gain more knowledge well <laughs> yeah i would say uh you know vic commented something uh investopedia has a really great selling options guide investopedia has a really great selling options guide so I like Investopedia selling options guide. Um, I think it's definitely something that people should utilize. Um, so yeah, yep. someone said, is there a charge for selling options? Um, yeah, uh, let's take anonymous out of the chat. They're, they're asking questions, you know, that, um, yeah, we're gonna get this person up out of here. Um, anybody that doesn't show their name, they're, you know, just trying to troll the chat. Um, so yeah, let's get them up out of here. Um, so, you know, I would say that, um, you know, for me, you know, as far as what different things that I'm looking at, um, you know, I, I would say biggest thing is the biggest thing is the technical analysis piece, just like the buy side. Um, you say, is there, someone also said, is there a charge for selling options? Um, you know, same cost of, of buying an option as far as selling. So it's not a different cost at all. Um, so same, you know, you doing it yourself, you know, it's the same. So, yeah. That's exactly what I would say. So yeah, um, that's my selling options masterclass. Um, yeah, I would encourage people to watch this video over again, share this with friends. Um, that's definitely, um, definitely. We have some technical analysis videos already here on the come up series that we've done. So there's a plethora of uh, technical analysis, technical analysis videos that you can actually check out in the library here at the come up series. So def definitely do that. I would say the biggest takeaway from tonight is don't feel like Honestly, I'll be honest with you. Don't feel like, you know, if you don't have 100 shares of this right now, the goal, that's the goal. Because once you get those 100 shares of this, 100 shares of that, it now continues to be a leveraged asset. We're talking about investing long term. This is, you know, uh, this is like I said, we're talking about a five year, 10 year, 15 year. We're not just talking about something just short term, right? We're not just talking about something short term. This is something we're talking about consistently doing compound each month, each quarter each year, each decade. That's the goal of this, right? So really take this in. Monday Night Take, it's only a couple episodes away from being live in person in Dallas. You can count on us August 28th. Next week, we will unveil the location. August 28th, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. I'm excited. Monday, August 28th, Dallas, Texas. Hopefully y'all are ready to go. Drop some fires in the chat. You know, and I want to say I appreciate y'all, TR, before we go. Anything that you got that you want to say? Yeah, so I just want to say, so if you guys are interested in getting that list of 100, like I have, I actually have a um, repository of like a thousand staffing firms that's divided by different industries from HR, marketing, project management, teaching. So if you're interested in getting that list, feel free to DM me on Instagram at underscore Swain Solutions and I'll gladly send it over to you. But please, um, I would just say, please follow my advice. 
before you reach out to any like recruiters on LinkedIn or anything of that nature, make sure your resume is updated and make sure this is the relevant recruiter because there are like a ton of recruiters on LinkedIn and they might not be as active. Okay. So I just want you to just think about that because I don't want, you know, for you, I guess like for your message to get overlooked. And if you need help with any outreach messages, I have different templates too. So please DM me. We want to help you guys. So y'all can get some more money to option sell, <laughs> sell these options. So, <laughs> This is fire. Another fire episode here at Monday Night Take. Share this video, like, comment. Make sure you guys tap in for the rest of the week. We got a good brother, Mark Monroe and Jolyn tomorrow. Um, Abby and Chris on Wednesday and Mo and Mark on Thursday. So definitely got y'all action packed every single week here. Make sure y'all stayed in to the number one YouTube channel on YouTube. Let's go. Yes. And shout out to Professor Panther. That's going to be your new name. I'm going to change it on my phone. Professor Panther. For sure. All right, y'all. Peace. Have a good night.